Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. Let the financial fun begin. Today, I am really excited to have our guest, Sarah Carlson. She is the CEO and founder of Fulcrum Financial Group and also the author of Facing Financial Fears, Eight Steps to Financial Freedom for Women that comes out Tuesday, October 4th. Very exciting. Congrats already. Thank you so much. I've learned so much through this process already and um, book publishing is it's a fascinating business. I'm hoping facing financial fears will make a positive impact on readers or listeners one person at a time. Yep. To writing a book, that's been quite a, an exercise. What's that been like going from scratch to actually publishing a successful book? Yeah. I, you know, in a way, I feel like this has been inside me my whole life. You know, I, I was looking back on a vision board I did 12 years ago and I had it on there. <laughs> About five years ago, I got serious um, with my blogging and it was through my blogging that I had people tell me that I didn't even know were reading it, telling me, you know, the ideas I was coming up with, how it would impact them. So that gave Genesis to me, okay, I'm going to write the book. But it, this book in writing it has taken about three years and had about, it's had three different versions. So now this is the final version and I'm really proud of it. And it feels really good to be at this stage. Yeah, we'll mention it later as well. But if anybody wants to order the book, it's very easy to find. It's just on Amazon. But if you go directly to facingfinancialfears.com, that will take you directly to the page. So definitely check that out. A lot of what you talk about is about facing financial fears. And I think there's no shortage of fear in the world right now. Um, what was it that really drove you to write about that topic? And how do you think that'll be helpful for people? Yeah, I've been in the industry over 30 years, and it's been such a privilege to be part of our clients' journey of helping them, you know, seeing ordinary people reach extraordinary lives. Through that, those years, I've had consistently people that are anxious and worried and concerned and seeing them develop peace of mind and comfort. And um, it made me realize that I wanted to affect more people. And I think one of the best ways to do that is with the written word or like the podcast, like you're doing, right? To, it's just an opportunity to help more. But the genesis is to help the reader really address what are you afraid of? It's an easy read. It takes the reader from fear to joy through curious steps. And the steps, as you know, Josh, I bet in your practice too, it's so much of it is putting actions in place and they don't have to be big steps, but you can change the trajectory in a very positive way for people's future. So when people are open and curious and being willing to be coachable, you know, there's some real magic that can happen in people's lives and not just financially. I mean, Money doesn't buy happiness at all, but having financial security certainly can put a smile on a person's face. 
yeah, there's a lot of good that money can do. And yeah, we hear that a lot, right? That money doesn't buy happiness. But uh, I always like to follow that up that, well, not having money also doesn't buy happiness, <laughs> right? So uh, yeah, there, there's certainly a lot of good that money can do. And, uh, you know, really the decisions that people make can really set them up not only to be financially secure, right, in retirement, that's really what we do, right, is, is try to produce retirement income for people and reduce their fears. But ultimately, uh, there's so much good that can be done uh, that people can use maybe the latter part of their career and life to be giving and helping other people. Yeah. Money doesn't solve money problems, but good advice does. And so people working with professionals, like both of us are in the industry is different, definitely one way to help navigate and have consistency and more success rate of reaching goals. It doesn't take a lot of effort. That's what people don't realize. You know, if you really think about just how much grief money can cause in people's lives, when you think of divorce rate being so high and so many times it's the number one reason for divorce is money issues, you know, money is controllable. Why, why shouldn't we control the things we can control? Because there's so much in life we have absolutely no control over. That's for sure. You know, this year is a good example of that, of going from an economy that was awesome and it was so easy to make money just a year ago right now to kind of the exact opposite. So the fear gauge, I've noticed at least, I'm sure with, with your clients or just people you talk to on a daily basis, you know, people's anxiety levels naturally have gone up. You know, when you talk to people right now, say if they're in a place of fear, what do you do really to kind of talk them off the ledge, right? And get them back to a place that, that they're kind of thinking productively and, um, you know, their anxiety level isn't quite so high. Right. Well, I think it's really important that people be, be heard. I think, you know, I think some of the anxiety that we face as a society is because of AI, you know, as much as our iPhone helps us with new capabilities, new information, it's very addictive and it creates distractions and not being able to get accomplished what we need to accomplish can build anxiety. So when clients come and work with us, uh, definitely helping to understand where they're at, not only in their financial life of assets, liabilities, cash flow, those things, but also psychologically. What's their money mindset? What's their relationship like money? To get to their money values, because if we can understand where they're coming from and understand more about where they're going, we can deal with the here and now to, to address some of those issues to get them closer to where they want to go. Yeah, their emotions and psychology have a, a huge, huge part, don't they, as far as people's financial success and to, you know, kind of kind of what their outcome is ultimately. It's funny, once in a while I'll have clients mention after a meeting, they'll say, well, oh, you should have a sofa in here. I could lay down. <laughs> Josh, the psychologist. Uh, but you're right. A lot of times it is just listening. It's just asking questions and listening. And in a lot of cases, people are able to to kind of solve their own problems, but they do need somebody to be able to listen and put them in a place that they can kind of think productively and not be in fear. Right. Well, there's there's so much shame around money and especially for women. And what we don't realize as practitioners, you know, you and I have a certain amount of, you know, we're curious, we think money's fun, it's interesting, but it's uh, many of our clients that come to us for the first time, they have as much anxiety as stress as they would go to getting naked in front of a medical practitioner for the first time. And we forget yeah. about that, you know, yeah. it's a very vulnerable place. And especially for a lot of the women that 
I've worked with through the years because there's a certain amount of shame and blame that they feel that they this is something they should know. They should have it figured out. And yet statistically, most of us don't, you know? I mean, it, it'd be no different than us having um, chest problems and trying to self-diagnose it. And you, you, you kind of, uh, you can have some indications, maybe some understanding of some of the things you're doing to contribute. But ultimately, if you go to a doctor to figure out and actually get diagnosed and try to figure out a path to live a healthier life, it's a lot better proven choice for success. You're right. I think a lot of people, the language they we hear is that, well, I, I know I should be further along. I know that I should have been doing this years ago. In fact, I think I've heard that one probably more than anything is that everybody, no matter how successful they are financially, they say, well, I wish I would have started earlier. <laughs> you know, the financial planning process really is designed around it of, well, you know, let's take you from wherever you are, forget about the past. There's only so much good that that will do to thinking about what's happened in the past. It's, it's what we do going forward. And actually having a plan really can put us in a lot better chance of success. We can't guarantee anything, but having a plan is better than no plan. And uh, in a lot of cases, people just end up being so much further along and way less stressed if they actually have a plan and a check-in process. What, what do you think that when you think about now, to kind of where the economy is and the market, and we don't need to get into specifics, but just kind of uh, to alleviate some of the fear end of things with people. Let's say they are kind of in a, a spot where they're maybe fearful or just not in a productive place. What would be the first step as far as what they should be doing or where should they go to actually start looking for a great advisor? To look for a great advisor, you know, especially in this day and age, there's so many uh, influencers that are on Instagram giving financial tips, yet they've never passed uh, an exam. Some of them have never gotten a degree and they're just repurposing maybe things they see. And they, they usually are very attractive people and they look like movie stars. And, and that's really what they're doing is they're entertaining. If you're serious about getting to a better financial future, getting uh, having someone that's actually invested in the industry, that's educated to do it, like, like you are, Josh Planner, that's a great place to start. I'm one of them as well. To become a certified financial planner, you need to have five years of industry experience before you can use it. Well, why is that important? Well, because 98% of people who go in and take the test don't end up making it. This is a tough business. It's a stressful business. You're constantly having to, to really work hard at your craft. So duration, so getting an advisor that actually has been in the business for a while is really important. That's also important because they're going to give you a level of perspective. They're going to have seen these situations before. You and I were talking how, you know, we both have been in the industry over 20 years. I, I feel like <laughs> I've been through, through 50 of, you know, different kind of recessions or pullbacks, right? I personally don't think this one's that special. You know, it's nothing like 2008 and um, it's like economics 101 after a growth period. And if you pump in that much cash into a society, it's reasonable to um, have inflation. And what's the Fed going to do? The only tool the Fed has is raising interest rates to help curb borrowing. And that's what the Fed's doing. So now, you know, people get really fired up on that. And yet it's so predictable. So having an advisor with some experiences would be opportunistic, looking at what kind of degrees, 
the government provides broker check. Broker check is a great avenue because you can go and you can search and see whether or not someone's had any complaints that's on the record. That's that's also a due diligence that you can do. And then also finding out if there's someone that seems to be really successful in their financial life, finding out from them who, who do they use. In this day and age, your advisor does not have to be in your own community. It's, I bet, you know, you too, John, we have tons of clients that don't live in our area. Um, we, we do business all over the country. And so many times we meet with them electronically, just like you and I are now via yeah. Zoom. Exactly. Yeah, especially after COVID, uh, people that maybe I uh, think they, they could have been 89 years old and never done this, and now they're doing this. <laughs> so it really did open up the the world dramatically. Uh, but let's talk about the book a little bit more. Eight Steps to Financial Freedom for Women is the subtitle, and so really the focus is more on women. And you know, I I think the content's relevant for everybody. By the way, what makes you more interested on that side of things as far as your focus? I believe that people's relationship with money is many times a reflection of their relationship with themselves. So I'm going at it with a, a money angle because I'm a money expert. Uh, it's a financial empowerment book. And through eight steps, it helps the reader address what are they really afraid of? Because we all have our own issues and starting from where you are, wherever that is, and First, helping the reader get curious about where they're at and some some systems and exercises. I do old school and new school techniques to help the reader move through some different points and then helping them develop uh, self-empathy, you know, that it's there is no no blame or shame. It's really about moving past it and then putting in some pl- things to help them get organized. It's really making it so simple that it's so easy for the reader to make progress in getting control of their financial life. Then I move into helping the reader really chart their course. Where are they going? Explore why that's important to them. And then helping them add up the different pieces, you know, helping them understand the different buckets of money for different goals that they have and then how it fits together. And then getting them ready, ready, set, go to actually take those actions and take those first steps and then helping them understand and appreciate the connection between love and money. And the final part is really to help them feel self-actualized that they're getting to a higher place on their journey because we're all on a different journey. Success means something different to all of us. And these eight steps are applicable to everyone, wherever you are at any stage that you're at. So let's say that we had a, uh, a young driven uh, recent graduate that's just kind of getting started in their career. Maybe this is the first time that she's really been faced with some of these decisions as far as my 401k and how do I budget, you know, all these things. And by the way, that's a wonderful position to be in for those of you who are young and just getting going because time can be uh, your friend for sure. But uh, what advice would you have for them? Where would you tell them to get started? Yeah, someone starting out, you've got your first job, helping them understand the short, medium, and long-term different goals for money. Um, Short-term, having an emergency fund, ideally helping them if they have to take on debt helping them understand the responsibility of what that means to them. 
Um, the medium-term goals is that there's a whole lot they might want to do, uh, buy from buying a house to going on a dream vacation to someday educating their kids. Well, those are medium-term goals, and um, setting money aside for that needs to be have a thoughtful, tax-efficient strategy tied to the duration. And then the long-term, at the that you know you just mentioned it, a 401k. Every young person should sign up right away for their um, employer retirement plan and then treat that money as for your future destination. It is not a piggy bank to rob, to buy a new car or, you know, pay off your credit card debt. Really treat it with respect because they're worth it. It comes down to they're worth saving for themselves and their future's worth it. Their family's worth it. And um, that is probably the most important advice I can give. I could tell you, and I'm sure you've heard this from your clients as well, there's so many people that have accumulated a lot of wealth that, by the way, did not get lucky. They didn't win the lottery. They didn't get some huge inheritance. They just started early. And so many of those people say, you know what, the reason why I have what I have is because this coworker, this manager, somebody told me sign up for the 401k. They had somebody tell them start early, start right away. So for those of you who are listening to this, we are the ones telling you that if somebody else hasn't told you this already, we are telling you uh, get started early. Uh, you definitely won't regret it. It makes the uh, the lifting a lot lighter when you start early. How about the other end of the spectrum? What about somebody, or maybe kind of middle of the spectrum? Let's say. Uh, maybe a, a woman who's been through a divorce, and that happens a lot. Statistically, a large percentage of, of people go through a divorce. And, you know, these days, a lot of times one person or the other in the marriage, usually somebody kind of takes the lead on the finances. But maybe a, a woman who hasn't, uh, maybe it was the husband before that was kind of taking care of the money. Now she's got this kind of landed in her lap. What advice would you have for her? Maybe recently through a divorce, kind of getting started again and trying to rebuild. We help a lot of people in transition and certainly a lot of people going through divorces and women in particular need to realize for many of them, it's the most important financial decisions they'll, they'll ever make in their lives, that they need good representation. If there's assets involved, having a, an attorney that can help you navigate and, and understand your rights, because if you go to mediation or come to terms and you don't have the full picture, that's treated as a business contract and you're bound by it. So having good advice and that coupled with a financial advisor where you can actually make sure you know and do some forensic that you have a very clear understanding of where the assets are and what type of assets, because assets are not created equally. And through divorce, it's important that you understand options and, and have some recommendations as to how to put yourself in the best situation to get to your new life and springboarding to what the next chapter is. I went through a very contentious divorce and it was very painful and I spent way too much money on attorneys and thankfully um, my education, that investment in my attorney fees has netted. So a lot of our clients have not had to go through anything like I've gone yeah. through. Yeah, painful experience, but they get to learn from you. Right. Yeah. And a lot of what we do here on the Wiser Financial Advisor, we're really uh, trying to learn from each other and learn from people who have walked before us. So we're not having to go out and learn by trial and error because that is painful. So... Uh, what about the other end of the spectrum? So maybe somebody who's near retirement right now, 
especially if they feel like, gosh, I, I feel like I'm behind. Maybe I haven't done enough to plan. What would you suggest for a, a woman that's in that situation, whether she's married or not, either way? Yeah, well, I, I think regardless of how much money people have in the bank, especially for women, we tend to have uh, what, what I refer to as bag lady syndrome, where you're worried you're going to run out of resources and potentially become a bag lady. So that fear and that concern is real. So going into retirement, that is another really pivotal point of transition. And ideally, if you have like two years to set up and plan, too many times people take more time to organize and plan a vacation than they do their (laughs) own retirement. You and I have tools. We have software that we can say, okay, what if you sell the house and move to Arizona? What if you, you know, this happens, you have this life event, you need to have some medical care. It's really important to take a look at those different what ifs. And, and then also it's, uh, if you have two years, it gives you an opportunity to practice as if many times people will come to me, they make 150,000 a year and suddenly they think, oh yeah, I can live live off 50,000. You know, they think they're going to like, no problem. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, let's try it. You know, let's live off 50,000 and bank the rest. Let's, let's, let's put, <laughs> That'd put be a good exercise to go through. <laughs> exactly. And the other thing too, is there's a lot of um, income sources that people forget how valuable they are, whether it's a former employer, pension plan, social security, you have some options as to how you take those benefits and setting yourself up of what makes the most sense for your needs in your life. That's also where professional advice and a game plan can be very, very helpful. And something like Social Security, it it goes up with the cost of living each year. And if you take it before your full retirement, you take a discount and um, any additional earned income has tax consequences. If you wait to your full retirement or beyond, you get a multiple factor more than your full benefit. So The Social Security website um, certainly has some good information. Um, Advisors like you and myself, we can show those different what-ifs. That's really powerful information for people to know before they retire. Yeah, I I think it's important that people have optics. (laughs) But why why do you think so many people wait or just don't do any planning? I think a lot of them do it because they're fearful. I think women in particular, we tend to give our time and energy to our children, our partners, our bosses, our clients. And we always think we're going to have time, energy at the end of the day to deal with it. And we just keep kicking it forward. And so it's a combination of that, that we just run out of gas and we um, we're scared of it. And it goes back to that whole thing. There's a lot of shame with that where it's like, Oh, I know I should, or, Oh, I don't have enough to worry about or, it will just work out, you know? Yes. Um, I've, I've heard all those things like word for word <laughs> that, that people have said over years and years. So yeah, anybody who's thinking this, in other words, you're not alone. There are other people that are feeling the same things, uh, but no excuse not to do some planning. You're much better off working with a certified financial planner. That's the gold standard as far as somebody who can really guide you through this. Most advisors will give a complimentary consultation where, you know, you can meet with that person find out how, you know, their practice works, 
if they were to help you. Some charge an hourly rate and others um, charge a percentage of assets under management. So I would encourage your listeners to ask around, make some appointments and shop, check it out have some exposure therapy, talking, getting yep. in front of someone and talking about it. Cause that's Absolutely. an important first step. A lot of us do pro bono work, especially for young people that are just getting started, that they may not be at the point where they need our services or could even afford our services at this point, but uh, we love to help people. So definitely don't, uh, don't shy away from sitting down with somebody, but I agree. Yeah. Sit down with several people to find out uh, because you'll learn something from each person, but also you'll figure out who you kind of click with. Exactly. And there's a lot of advisors that don't have minimums. We don't. And we even have uh, one of our options is a subscription model where, where it's designed for that young professional that needs help um, and, and maybe has an issue of debt that they're dealing with. You can get coaching at a nominal rate. There's a lot of really good resources out there, but you have to be willing to take that first step. Check it out. Yep. Yeah. Well said. And uh, get excited about your book coming out. Facingfinancialfears.com will take you right to the, the Amazon page. And then also I do a lot of blogging on uh, financial fear and strategies to uh, a better financial future on my website, which is at Fulcrum, F-U-L-C-R-U-M, financial, F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L, group, G-R-O-U-P.com. So Great. you can see my blog blog there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that you're putting a lot of good out into the world, not just from, from your clients, but also doing stuff like this, writing and, and just being a great thought leader. So thank you so much for doing what you do and for having a great impact on the world. Well, right back at you, Josh. It's really just a pleasure to be associated with you. Well, thanks so much, Sarah. All right. Thank you. We love feedback and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes and help us promote the podcast by rating us and also subscribing to us at your favorite podcast service. Have a great week and God bless. The opinions voiced in the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with host Josh Nelson are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests in the Wiser Financial Advisor are not affiliated with Keystone Financial Services. Investment advisory services offer through Keystone Financial Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor.